Okay, so today we are starting scene four. We are at Forez, which is the palace. Okay, so this is where King Duncan lives most of the time. We have King Duncan with Lennox, Malcolm, Donald Bain, and then other attendants. Okay, you guys? Okay, so is the execution done on Kaudar? Are not those in commission yet returned? So he's basically asking, has um, Kaudor been executed? Obviously, somebody was assigned to do the execution. So he's asking. It says those in, in commission means, if you look, assigned to execute the Thena Kaudor. Have they come back yet? Malcolm says, my liege, they are not come back, but I have spoke with one that saw him die, who did report that, frankly, he confessed his treasons, implored your highness's pardon, and set forth a deep repentance. Nothing in his life became him like believing it. He died as one that had been studied in his death to throw away the dearest thing he owed as twere a careless trifle. Okay, so let's go over this. So Malcolm has information. He says that um, he spoke with one that saw him die. So Malcolm has had a conversation with somebody that was at the execution. And here's the things that he learned. He learned that the Thana Cawdor confessed his treasons, which we kind of had already heard about already. And when it says, implored your highness's pardon. So basically, um, right before he was put to death, the Thana Cawdor begged for the king's forgiveness. Is basically what that is saying. And set forth a deep repentance. So he's regretting the choices that he's made. This next line where it says, nothing in his life became him like believing it is basically saying he had more honor in his death than he did in his life, okay? Because right before his death, he confessed to his treasons, he showed um, he showed regret and things like that. So like those are things are honorable things to do. So Malcolm is saying that that his death was more honorable than his life, okay? Then on line 11, it says, to throw away the dearest thing he owed as twerk careless trifle. So he's basically saying by, by committing treason like he did, he basically threw his life away. And he, and he should have known that's what he was doing. Okay, so Duncan then says, there's no art to find the mind's construction in the face. So like we talked about yesterday, we're still looking at those motifs. So if you look at this one, this is that appearance versus reality motif. To find the mind's construction in the face. So being able to read somebody's face to tell what's going on in their mind, you can't. People are very good at disguising their face to hide what they're thinking about. Okay. He then says, he was a gentleman on whom I built an absolute trust. Here he is saying, he is saying that he he put his absolute trust into um the Thanacador. And what did the Thanacador do? The Thanacador betrayed him. So um I have a little star in my book, mostly because I want you to think about this. Who else does he trust right now? And think about what some of those thoughts that were going through that person's mind back there on the last page, on page 20. Okay, so just, just put two and two together there. Okay, here comes Macbeth, Banquo, Ross, and Angus. Oh, worthiest cousin, the sin of my ingratitude even now was heavy on me. Thou art so far before the swiftest wing of recompense is slow to overtake thee. Would thou hadst less deserve that the proportion both of thanks and payment might have been mine. Only I have left to say, more is thy due 
than more than all can pay. So I really want us just to really look at that very, very last part where it says, only I have left to say, more is thy due than more than all can pay. Basically, Duncan's like, you really saved our country, and I really wish I could do more for you. But um, I, I, I can't. So this is, I, I, I wish I could do more, but I really can't. So Macbeth responds, the service and the loyalty I owe in doing it pays itself. Your Highness's part is to receive our duties, and our duties are to your throne and state, children and servants, which do but what they should by doing everything safe towards your love and honor. So basically, if you look at line 27, when it says, is, it, is, to, wait, is to receive our duties, and our duties are to your throne and state, children and servants. So he's basically saying, we're just doing our job, and our job is to serve you. Okay. Then if you look at the very last line 30, where he says, towards your love and honor, he's basically, Macbeth is saying, we do what we do because we love you. Duncan, welcome hither. I've begun to plant thee and will labor to make thee full of growing. I'm going to stop there real quickly. There's another motif that I want you guys to track, and it's nature. So we had a couple of comments about nature in the other scene, and I just didn't point them out. But starting now, I want you guys to notice when they use like nature, which is like plants and stuff like that. So basically, he's saying, I begun to plant thee and will labor to make thee full of growing. So he's basically saying, I'm going to give you this honor, and hopefully you will continue to grow um, in your leadership position. Noble Banquo, thou hast no less deserved, nor must be no, no less to have done so. Basically, all that saying is, Banquo, you deserve just as much as Macbeth. Let me enfold thee and hold thee to my heart. There, if I grow, the harvest is your own. There is our nature motif again. And he's basically saying, if I grow, anything that, that I develop, I'm going to give to you in my leadership and in my loyalty. My plenteous joys, wanton in fullness, seek to hide themselves in drops of sorrow. Sons, kinsmen, thanes, and you whose places are the nearest know, we will establish our estate upon our eldest Malcolm, whom we name hereafter the Prince of Cumberland, which honor must not accompanied invest, invest him only, but signs of nobleness like stars shall shine on all deservers. From hence to Inverness and bind us further to you. Okay, so let's look at line 43. We will establish our estate. Now, if you look at the side, estate means the succession of heirs upon our eldest Malcolm, whom we name hereafter the Prince of Cumberland. Okay, so here's the deal. Now, if something were to happen to Duncan, okay, and he died, most likely Malcolm would take the throne, okay? But let's say this didn't happen. What just happened here? So basically what Duncan is doing is he's naming Malcolm his heir. If he does not name an heir, not it doesn't mean that that heir will not take the throne, but people could probably fight him for that throne. So it is easier to, to what most royalty does is they name their heir. So they, they pronounce, this is going to be the person who is going to take my place, okay? And then they get a new title. And that's what they did here, the Prince of Cumberland. Okay. 
Um, so that he is officially now the heir. Okay. Now, if you look also, it says from hence to Inverness and bind us further to you. So if you look at the, the side note, um, it basically says Inverness is where Macbeth lives. Okay, so Macbeth says, the rest is labor, which is not used for you. I'll be myself the harbinger and make joyful the hearing of my wife with your approach. So humbly take my leave. Macbeth says, I better go now. I have to get there before you and let my wife know you're coming. Can you imagine? If your dad's boss was coming over to your house and your mom didn't know and she was expected to cook this whole dinner and your dad never told her, how much trouble would he be in? Lots. So Macbeth is like, I got to get home. I got to let my wife know that, that the king of Scotland is coming to our house. Duncan says, my worthy Cawdor. Now he's talking to himself, the Prince of Cumberland. That is a step on which I must fall down or else overleap for it in my way it lies. So now he's got those things again. He goes, it is a step on which I must fall down. So that means, so this, this is an obstacle in his way to the crown. So when he says, this is a step on which I must fall down, I've got to let it go. I got to, I got to, I got to once again, go back to that fate or else overleap for in my way it lies, or I've got to get around Malcolm. So it's either give up or go around Malcolm sometime. It's another really good line. Stars, hide your fires. Let not light see my black and deep desires. The eye wink at the hand, yet let that be which the eye fears when it is done to see. St look at that again. Stars, hide your fires. Let not light see my black and deep desires. He's starting to crave that throne. And he's, and he's using darkness, which is a motif. So look at that black and the stars hiding their fires. I mean, the stars have all gone out. So it's giving us darkness, and we really want to keep track of that darkness that Shakespeare creates. Okay, so then Macbeth leaves. True, worthy Banquo, he is full, so valiant, and in his commendations I am fed. It is a banquet to me. Let's after him, whose care is gone before to bid us welcome. It is a peerless kinsman. 